What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are wrapping up what is an incredible season three of Draft Queens, Michelle. Not that any of our seasons mean anything to anyone, but we have gone through for the last eight weeks, and we have been talking about every NFL team in the entire league and ranking them based on their conference. So it's been a wild eight weeks, and we are finally... We're finally seeing the light. We're here. It's preseason. We made it. How are you, Michelle? I mean, we talked through 32 football teams in the last eight weeks. I feel pretty impressed with ourselves. I hope every single one of you listening has listened to us talk about all 32 of those teams. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's worth it. Um, But yeah, here we are at the end of, like you said, our fake season three. It's fine, guys. We only do this because we need some sort of semblance of order and organization or Kate and I would just (laughs) go on forever and ever. It really means nothing at the end of the day. We'll let you know when we're back in your earballs and all the fun stuff that's coming up. I sort of view this, Kate, as like... Season three was sort of our non-football season slash getting ready for football season. Whereas when we start season four, it's like fantasy football all day, every day. That is what we need to focus on. That's sort of where I see the distinguishing factor here. But regardless, it's all just great sports information for everybody, I think. Well, I feel like when when Draft Queen starts ramping up for the football season, we we've said the same thing the last two seasons of the show, and that is we get into it and we're like, shoot, we're so focused on fantasy right now that we are not seeing the forest for the trees. You know, like we forget <laughs> right. to do our research on the actual teams. We did an episode on strength of schedule. We did a draft episode. Like we forget to really dig into those things before fantasy starts. So I feel like we're set up really well to get into fantasy starting next week. Um, But today, most importantly, now that we've gone through all these teams, I think that we're queued up and ready to just kind of like make our boldest predictions for all of these NFL teams. And I know that you've done a lot of research today, so I'm going to let you lead a lot of this stuff, even though I've got some hot takes myself. But before we do that, Michelle... I know that usually we do just one thing at the top of of the show. Um, We do. We do, yes. We love Just One Thing with Kate. So so Just One Thing with Kate is getting flipped on its head this week because (laughs) a little birdie told me that, Michelle, you have a Just One Thing this week. So... Do you want to tell everyone what you're thinking? For What's your just one thing? Like, I, I got to know. <laughs> I, I know. I, I hope this is exciting to you as it is to me. But I am going to my very first baseball game to Yankee Stadium tomorrow night. I'm very excited. Wait a second. You've never been to Yankee Stadium ever? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. Absolutely not. I've been there many, many times. I but it, I was okay, like, haven't post- I gone with you, you liar? <laughs> post uh, COVID, I left out post COVID. But to oh. me, that feels like the first time all over again. Oh, oh my god! I, I <laughs> cannot wait. So we actually we went to a Yankees game during COVID, and it was honestly like. It was kind of the best and kind of the worst, right? It takes away the magic from having like a full, it was 25 cap. And so there was not 100% capacity. It was like a fourth of the normal people that were there. That said, we got to move all the way down to the third baseline. And so we had like the best seats because no one was sitting anywhere near each other. People just like chose random seats and no one was checking them. So it was really great. But which, which game are you seeing? 
I'm going to see them play the Orioles. I'm actually going to see Garrett Cole pitch, so I feel excited about that. The Yankees just made some trades, so there's going to be some new faces on the field. But I'm just – you're right. The way that I'm saying it is because it's really how I feel. It's literally – it feels like my first time ever since it's been – I mean, I haven't been in so long. So what is the thing, aside from going and spectating for an MLB game, what is the thing that you are most excited about upon entering Yankee Stadium what are you or or even leading up to like if your favorite thing is pre-gaming across the street at that little dive bar place oh my god or stands stands is the best yeah there's all all of it I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like silly things like the subway that goes by and like just I don't know like stuff like that like that you just I haven't experienced in so long and used to do it like regularly um, I love the sausage and peppers at Yankee Stadium also, so oh. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. I, wearing my Yankee jersey again, wearing my new Yankee hat. I mean, these are the little things in life, people, that really get you through. Mm. Mm. Okay, I have one more question then. So which jersey are you rocking? Do you know who you're going to represent tomorrow night? So here's the thing. Because there happens to be a lot of changeover in baseball, I no longer get a jersey with a number on the back. Because I feel like I pick oh. a player and then they're gone and then whatever. So I feel like you can only do that for like the icons, right? Like get yourself a Derek Jeter jersey if you really love Derek Jeter. Never going to go out of style. But I actually have a gray away jersey that I love with no number on the back. That's what I rock. That's my steez right there. Mm, got it. So you're you're taking the timeless route. Interesting. I'm going like I am a Yankee fan. All Yankee fan, all, all guys on the team, I am a Yankee fan. And I like the gray jerseys. They're kind of fun. Not knocking the pinstripes, but I like the away jerseys. You know, it's funny you say that because I think I have the exact opposite take because I love having jerseys that are like capsules in time, you know? So I have like <laughs> Tino Martinez. Uh, yeah, but that's solid. That's like an yeah. icon. Yeah, that's, that's an icon. True. But I also have like Robinson Cano, you know what I mean? Twenty four, yes. right? I had I had Melky Cabrera and I really liked him and then that went south. So yeah. and then I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's probably you take the more practical route, but I feel like I like having these old jerseys where I'm like, oh, Robinson Cano, interesting. Why did I like him so much? Like <laughs> wh- why? Why do I have this? Well, and then I get also, to whip them out. It's also really tricky when like they like Melky Cabrera like leaves and then someone else takes that jersey number and now I'm wearing that jersey number but I don't like the guy that's wearing the jersey I don't know I just no more jersey numbers for me sans jersey but I am very excited to put it on and walk into Yankee Stadium tomorrow please let us know how it goes I will be looking for you on the jumbotron I hope you're sitting in the bleachers because that is my personal favorite place of choice. But oh no, oh no, even better. I'm sitting in like like the suite. I have like a suite, <sighs> and yeah, it's gonna be. Don't have no fear. The next time that we get on the mic and we chat through after the game, I will give you the full recap. It'll be my just one thing part two because we need to follow up to this. I think we should both do it because this is a great just one thing because I am going to the Yankees Mariners game on Saturday. So we can both feedback on our Yankee Stadium experiences. What do you say? I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the both of us. Excellent. Well, sadly, but excitingly, that is our final Just One Thing until next week when we kick off season four, air quotes, of Draft Queens. (laughs) Uh, So stay tuned. That's our last Just One Thing segment until a week or so from now and we start up on season four. That being said... 
Uh, we may or may not be in the works for a potential Just One Thing jingle. I don't know if it's going to work out, Michelle. I don't know. But if we do, we're going to be coming fresh. The segment rocks. We're never getting rid of it. This it's my one rocks. time to shine on I this show. Kate, Kate thinks this segment rocks because it's hers. Because it's, it's just mine. for her. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I love it because I get to express myself to the people. But we'll come back with another Just One Thing not next week, but the following. Because next week, Michelle, we are going into individual positional breakdowns for the NFL. So stay tuned. We will be inundating you every day next week, breaking down running backs, quarterbacks, all that fun stuff. Um, so that's forthcoming. But for today, we have to dive into our bold predictions for this NFL season. So where do you want to start? There are a million places to start. Uh, I like to start with like the negative and then work our way to the positive. So I feel like, okay, I think, so here's the thing. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, for the last eight weeks, Kate and I have literally looked at every single conference, broken all the teams down, given you our predictions. There is no need for us to go through that again now. We just highly recommend you go back and listen to everything. But given that that's eight weeks worth of a lot of information, we sort of wanted to look at the biggest and the best and just make our big, you know, calls for the season. We did it last year. We both lost. I did not. Well, I didn't really lose. I sort of lost because at the beginning of the season, I picked one team to win the Super Bowl. And then halfway through, we allowed each other to pick a new team. And I won that one. But like, that doesn't really count. So anyway, we want to look back at the season uh, or at all the breakdowns that we went through and kind of just make some crazy, crazy, uh, bold predictions. Yeah, this is going to this is always fun. And it's also hilarious. I feel like when we looked back last season, halfway through, and we we're like, wow, what were we thinking? What were we so, thinking? Send some moonshots, you know, who cares? We got to think big. It's our it's our well, you know, it's not a regular season. We're still COVID stricken, but we're, we're getting back to normal. Hopefully. More regular than last year. All exactly. Right, I, think, I think we should start at who we think who we think is going to be like the biggest letdown this season. So that could mean a few different things and we could talk through it. It could literally mean like the team that you think is just going to be like at the bottom of the barrel, like team 32, like whatever. It could be someone that like maybe you feel like bullish on, but they don't, they don't get it across the finish line. They're not as good as you thought they were going to be. I think we can look at it a few different ways, but we'll start on the negative before we get to the like, who's taking home the ring this year. So, hmm. I know yours, I think. And I think think, I know mine. What do you think mine is? I am positive that yours is the the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's got to be. It's (laughs) got to be. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really, really You shit on them so hard. I I I knew it. I did. I really, really roasted the Steelers big time in our our conference breakdown um, episode. I really roasted them hard. Um, and now like kind of looking back at like all of the things we know after going through that, who's on the roster, strength of schedule, just big Ben and how old he is. I do. I literally think they have the hardest schedule of any team this entire season, the hardest one. And on top of that, I don't think that Ben has it in him to be the Ben that he's been in years past. They've got some, you know, they've got Najee Harris in the background. They have some new blood there, too. I just think this team is going to be a letdown, and I think they are going to finish at the bottom. I do. I know that seems crazy. To me, it's also crazy because of how good they were last year, and so I view them also as, like, the letdown because, like, it sucks. Like, it's not like everyone on this team 
is bad. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I just think you're going to see a really big flip-flop there this year. Um, yeah, I just do. I don't know. I don't know why my gut tells me that. When I look at the, some of the names on paper, I'm like, all right, I mean, it's not terrible, but I'm just, I am not putting my money in Big Ben's pocket. In his That's not the basket? right term. In his basket? <laughs> my eggs in that basket? Not putting my money in his bat? No, in his, I don't know. He, he doesn't need my money. He's fine. His, yeah, he can't, whatever. I No, he cannot, we cannot put eggs in that basket. I don't disagree with that, but I would say that I I do have a different take on who is going to be the biggest disappointment this season. Do you have a Please guess? Please tell me. Do you have any guesses? Because it's more fun think, that way. Who you think is going to be the biggest disappointment? Ooh. Oh my, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're going to say... I'm between uh, two. I'm between two. Are you between the Eagles and the 49ers? No, I'm not. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> what are you I'm, between? I'm between uh, the Bears. I'm between the Bears and I think my ultimate last in line is the Texans. I think the Texans are going to be the Ooh. worst team this year, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah the Texans are going to have a rough go at it this season, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, not only do they have a difficult strength of schedule, which we talked about in a previous episode, um, but that being said, they just do not have, like, they, they've had, they have the 12th hardest strength of schedule. That being said, uh, they also are just, they have no weapons. They have no, no one. No, you're right. They have no, they have no depth to their team. You know, they, yeah. When, when you look at like, you know, uh, position by position, they're ranked pretty low compared to all the other teams, you know, and that's across the board. I see a lot of yeah. red when I see, look at the Texans. I mean, there's, you're right. There's, there's no like saving grace, you know, it's not like, oh, well, the offense isn't great, but the defense is or vice versa or whatever. Uh, you know, they struggled last year and I just think it's going to be even worse this year. Yeah, but we'll see how it works out for him. I also just think, again, Deshaun Watson is an amazing quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to play this year, although he reported to training camp, so we will see. Speaking of uh, reporting to training camp and making some offseason moves, uh, your favorite conference, the AFC South, had a devastating blow to the Colts with Carson Wentz going out for 5 to 12 weeks. Five to 12 weeks with foot surgery. Literally, I could tell you that their backup quarterback is Jacob Eason, but I don't know who that is. Like, this was a huge trade that happened, you know, in the offseason. And now what? What does that mean now? Like, you know, look, they're in the same conference as the the Texans anyway, which aren't going to put up much of a fight. But, like, I don't know. Maybe this is a transition. Does that open you up to, like, how good the Titans are going to be this year now that, like, the Colts may have a few weeks with without – Wentz? Well, listen, you, you're kind of teeing me up here because what I was, I was kind of thinking about biggest surprise, you know, and I think a mm. lot of the biggest surprise teams will be the ones who lose players in the 11th hour. Um, it is a COVID season. We covered it last week on our show. But remember, like there are new guidelines out about COVID restrictions. So whether it's Wentz going out for five to 12 weeks or if it's teams forfeiting their play because they have players who test positive and they have to cancel day of, like 
the surprises are everywhere. So I don't know necessarily if that changes my feeling on the Titans, but I do think that that could really impact and maybe be one of my guesses for who the biggest surprise team is this year. Maybe the Colts are going to really disappoint us because I honestly thought that they would be very good. Um, What do you think? Do you have any breakout teams or teams that might surprise you the most? I've talked about this team a fair amount, and I really think this is the year they break out. Uh, I I really look at the uh, oh well now I have like I have like a few, but <laughs> I have like a few. I have I a guess. Think, I think the Browns are gonna have a, a breakout season. I think they've just gotten stronger and stronger. I think we talked, you know, a lot about what their run game is all about. I mean, arguably they have like two of the top. I don't know, maybe even 10 running bet 20 running backs in the league. I think Baker has really found his stride. So I think they're going to have a breakout season. But in that same conference, I think the Bengals are going to surprise everybody this year. Me I, too. That was really my other one so. for this. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they, they're going to have to play really competitively when you've got the Browns and the Ravens in your conference. So, you know... I think it's going to be an all ships rise situation there where they're going to have to play up two teams that are arguably better and have more experience. But, you know, Joe Burrow's back. You know, they did well in the draft. Hopefully Joe Mixon, you know, stays stays healthy. I don't know. I just I think that the Bengals are going to be a, a big surprise team this year and do and do really well. I could not agree more. That was the other team that I was going to call out and just generally how the I would say if we had to call out a conference, too, that could shake it up, we had trouble ranking the AFC North between the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. So that took us a fair amount of time, and uh, I'm with you, Michelle. I think that the Bengals will surprise us, and I hope that it's for breakout reasons. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing that's tough is they do have a pretty tough um, schedule ahead of them, but I don't know. I see them sort of rising to the occasion, you know, knowing they have a tough schedule. Uh, I think they have enough tools to to do it. Um, I think it, I think you're going to see a surprise season from them. I think, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching the Bengals play, and I am praying that uh, Joey B stays stays healthy, obviously, this year. Me too. Me too. Um, what other categories do you want to make bold predictions about? What else are you thinking might happen this season or, or what else should we bet on? <laughs> Ooh, I mean, well, here's, so we didn't, we didn't have the full answer to this when we did the conference breakdown. Um, but now that we know that Aaron Rodgers is playing for Green Bay this season, I'm reading conflicting kind of things I'm uh, some people are like well if he's playing they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year like that's it he's gonna win it right Mm -hmm. then I'm seeing then I'm seeing other people that are like well everyone's just been talking about this and it's actually you know what he's it's overrated like he's not gonna win the Super Bowl this year so in an effort um to always talk about Aaron Rodgers because it seems like that's what we do I mean which side of the scale do you sit on do you think he's back and that's what everybody wanted and they're gonna make a run and, and go for it before he leaves? Or do you think this is like, is this too disruptive just in general? And he, you know, there was there was a press conference that he did when he reported to, to camp and whatever deal he was able to work out is crazy and there's a lot of intricacies to it. But he, you know, basically was saying, I'm back because I love the team and I love the players, but he had a little fraudulent slip where he was about to say that he loves the organization, but like he doesn't and he didn't say that. So I just... I just wonder if there's like too much stuff going on um, 
that's distracting. Right. I don't know. I mean, they have a, they have an amazing team now that he's back, but is it too distracting? Do, can they take it all the way, or is it just going to throw things off? I would think. So so Aaron signed a one-year contract, I believe, yes. right? Correct. Yes, that's yep. it. If they're going to ever do it, this is it. This is the end. I I don't know if the guy I, I think he obviously he was the MVP last year. I think he's riding high. Um he's got a lot going on in his life whether it's football or otherwise. So it could just be a really big surprise this year whether or not he can stay focused and win it this year and that's where all of his being of eggs and baskets all of his eggs need to be in the football basket and not focused on, like, I just hope that he stays focused and isn't too, and things don't swirl too much with the organization, none of that bullshit, none of the ancillary stuff like hosting Jeopardy and getting engaged. Like, he has to be focused this season. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, That being said, I feel like if he can put all the bullshit aside, it'll be a, it could be a winning season for the Packers. I I strongly believe it. It, it definitely should be a winning season. My gut tells me as much swirl and nonsense that there has been around this, like he's in it for the sport and he's in it for the rest of the players on his team. And so I think, you know, whatever whatever bullshit there is or was or whatever, you know, for the for the organization and how he feels, I think, I think yeah, I think they're going to have, they're definitely going to win their conference and we'll see how far, you know, they can, they can take it. But yeah. Um, that said, speaking of winning conferences, because I don't want to go too deep down this rabbit hole because we'll be on this episode for five days, I, we got to make our Super Bowl predictions. This is my favorite thing that Kate and I now do because it's true. Like when I first started playing fantasy football, I did some research here and there. I didn't do enough research. I only looked at the players. I didn't look at the bigger picture. Now looking at the bigger picture, we know more about the teams. We know more about the schedules. We know more about the conferences. Therefore, we should be able to make an educated guess about who is going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, there is some low-hanging fruit here. (laughs) Low-hanging fruit. Let's just call a spade a spade. There is. there, There are the two teams that played in this year's Super Bowl. There's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there's the Kansas City Chiefs. Two low-hanging pieces of fruit. I feel like there's also the really excellent Buffalo Bills, who have the second easiest schedule this year, the really excellent Tennessee Titans with acquiring Julio Jones and ranked five easiest schedule this year. Mm. And, you know, there's a couple wild cards in there who could be really good if they stay healthy. The 49ers, my Super Bowl ring pick of last year, first day of the season. So I think there are a lot of ways this could go. But um, the, that's my that's my small circle of who could make it to bring home the ring. Now, who do you think Michelle is going to take it home this year? I mean, I just I I think the Bucks repeat. I just think the Bucks repeat. I think all signs point to the fact that they repeat. I think everything we've talked about about franchise players, who they've re-signed, just the the morale in general of the team, like the strength of schedule, aka they have the easiest one this this season. Blessings to them for coming off a Super Bowl win and having the easiest, you know, schedule. Um, I do. I really think they're going to be able to pull it through and and win back to back. I think. The other big thing is, again, I know they have to play teams outside of their division, but when you look at their division, 
big loss for the Saints. The Falcons lost, you know, Julio, and they're on a downward trend. And the Carolina Panthers have Sam Darnold as their quarterback. So, I mean, they're, they're in a division alone with three teams that I don't think can hang with them. Again, I know that they have other teams to play, but they play all those teams twice. And they have experience. And I, I just, I really do. I think they pull it off back-to-back. I, I, I can't. My, and then my underdog would be um, the Bills. Yeah, my underdog I think would be the Bills. That's the only way to that's the only way to call it right now. I mean, those are those are the two objectively. I feel like the most likely to make it to the big game. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm reading. Some people think you know the Browns. Like we talked about the Browns a little bit. Some people think they're going to take home the division. If they take home the division, that's one thing. But I don't think that they can take home the ring this year. So my my gut tells me as of August. I think that the Bucks are going to repeat. That is my, I don't think that's bold necessarily, but I don't know, maybe it is bold because some people think, yeah, okay, so what? They did it last year. doesn't mean it's going to be the same, which eh, could be true, but my bold prediction is the Bucks repeat, and then my follow-up to that is if they don't, the Bills win, finally. Hmm. That would be a bold prediction if you took the Bills over the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks is like the front runner, but whatever. I know, I, mean, I know. It's the numbers I'm just, talk. Look, I'm, I'm calling it like it is. It's not like I said. It's not my bold prediction. The bold prediction would be the Bills win. I think, but if we're really looking at it, if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on the Bucks. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If we want to go bold, we go Bills. If we want to win our money back, we go Bucks. Now, <laughs> exactly. This has no implications on who has it has a lot of and no implications at the same time on who has the best regular season record because ultimately at the end of the day the only games you have to win are the playoff games. So, who do you think will have the best regular season? Uh is it different considering that the Bills and the Bucks are the two best teams and also have the two easiest schedules? Is there any no, way around I think, that? I think either one of the, I, I just, I, I hate to be repetitive, though I'm very repetitive. Like the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers, they, the Bucks play each of those teams twice. I'm not good at math, but that is two, four, six games of the regular season alone. Six of the 17 that they're playing this year are against those teams. In my humble opinion, that's at least at least six wins for the Bucks, right out of the gate in their own division. And then you look at the rest of their schedule, and there's no one that's like, I mean, I'm running through it very quickly because I'm looking at it, but like the other teams that they play are just not good. New England, Miami, <laughs> Philadelphia, Chicago, like you talked about, Washington. Maybe the Giants game is like an interesting one because the Giants could have a pretty decent season uh the jets like uh, it's tough i mean again i'm not good at math but six games alone are in their division their division is weak add a bye week in there right now how many more games are you playing and Mm -hmm. they got easy matchups i just it i just don't see it mathematically as a (laughs) non-mathematician i don't know i feel like they gotta they gotta finish first and have the best record you know in, in the nfl well, sadly, sadly, that doesn't really, I know this, this episode is called NFL season bold predictions, <laughs> but these are pretty, uh, 
These are pretty straightforward predictions. I do think it's interesting that you call out because I I do think this is a bold prediction. How many people looked at the Browns performing well last season and are calling them out for a good season this season? I don't agree with it, but I do think like between the Browns and the Bengals that the AFC AFC North will be very very bold. Uh, if anyone's gonna m- call that upset, it would probably be someone in that division. So. Um, interesting. Uh, we'll just have to see. I, I think that these are all bold enough. Bold enough for this I, show. I have a, All right, how about this bold prediction? Because you know that I've talked about this team a lot, and I'm very bullish on them. I predict that the Cardinals make it to the playoffs. And, okay. like, I think they at least win the first round, if not the first two rounds of the NFL playoffs this year, the Cardinals. And that could put them against anyone. They could be, I don't know, it could be against the Bucks. It could be against the Packers. It could be against the Seahawks. I don't know, because it's, but I, bold prediction, mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals make the, make the playoffs and at least win their first round of the playoffs. That is that is bold, bold enough? Does that, that feel is bold? bold? That okay. is bold. You're right. I'm trying to like be a little bit bolder than stating the obvious. Well, I'm just trying to think of, in in the same vein, like who my bold prediction would be here. I mean, okay, let's let's call it back to who I said would win the NFC East. I will predict that the Washington football team makes it to the playoffs this year and right. makes it past the first round, depending on wow. who they're playing. Yeah. That is I'll pretty, go with that Washington. Is, that is pretty bold. So I was just gonna say that's almost like the follow up like question I was gonna say is like of the teams that we feel aren't great, they're mediocre, like who will make the playoffs? You think it'll be Washington. Maybe they snag the la- very last spot in there. Um, but like of some of the teams that we've talked about that we just feel aren't very strong, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Bears, the Lions, anyone that you think like could be semi-surprising from those or, or do you think we nailed it that they're all just not going to be so great? No, I don't, but how about we do, I can, I, I think I have the f- inverse of that, right? Like, okay. I think I know okay. a, a team who has been super hyped up in the off season, and I don't think, as much as I really hope that they, that they do have a great season, and we kind of predicted them having a good-ish season, um, I think that the Raiders really may just not have what it takes to even push across the line into the playoffs I don't know they've got they do have an amazing team and they have some weapons but I just for some reason Derek Carr scares me and they have one of the hardest schedules this season so the Raiders I feel like could be a huge upset if uh and and one that a lot of people have been chattering about in the offseason so Mm. maybe maybe they they don't make it across I don't know I don't know interesting no crystal ball all right, last question. I, last question, I think. Yes. We, we, we definitely gave the NFC East a really hard time. We, we did. challenged them to please be 500. Somebody please. have a 500 record. Please. please make it somewhat exciting for us East Coasters. Kate, you just kind of went in on Washington football team. Does that mean they're 500 or better this year? Are they going to be the ones that break the mold in that conference? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Do you feel differently? You think anybody else can do it? I think the Cowboys might be able to do it, but I I think 
I think, you know, I, we, we've said this, I think, you know, Dak coming back is big, but the rest of these guys got to step up. I mean, you could say Zeke had a bad season last year, therefore he's due for a good season. You could also say he was bad last season and he's just on a downward trend. I don't know, but they need all wheels in motion there. It can't just be Dak, you know, they, they need all the wheels in motion there. Um, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I think all of them could, could at least be 500 this year. I agree. I agree. Maybe not the Eagles, but I think the Giants even have a shot. So good luck, NFC East. Maybe you can do it this year, buddy. Maybe you, you can got do this. it this year. Well, at the at the expense of making sure we don't continue to ramble on, I highly, highly recommend everyone go back and listen to the last eight weeks worth of episodes. I promise they're not that long. We talk about every single team, offseason moves, trades, all this good stuff. Get yourself familiar before you enter your fantasy drafts. Yes, the players are important, and we'll talk about those next week. However, the teams are important, and the schedules are important, and that's what we've been running through for the last few weeks. So hopefully you've listened. If not, do it, and uh, we've given you our bold slash maybe obvious predictions today. That's right. Well, as always, stick with us as we start to pivot into formal football season. Michelle just said it. We said it earlier. Next week, we're coming to your earballs every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and even Friday, every work day. <laughs> you don't have to focus on work. You can come listen to us every single day, but we'll be in your feed at 8 a.m. Eastern every day next week, and we're breaking down every position across the board. Uh, and then the week after, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled content so that you can have our preseason predictions as we head into uh, the actual season. So stay with us as always. If you don't follow us on socials, we're at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. You can also find us in any of your podcast features feeds, CastBox, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything, anywhere, Stitcher, wherever you listen. So make sure you subscribe, smash that subscribe button, as I like to say. And uh, Michelle's laughing at me, but that's what I like to say. So I'm going to keep that in this cut. And with that, it's time for us to sign off. And we will see you next week for season four and the official kickoff of the new season of Draft Queens. Let's go.